Good evening, everyone. So it's not a preaching, it's just I'm going to share my heart with you, okay? Uh, this morning I was preaching about many subjects in my life, in the church, for many, many situations. And uh, I have been meditating in Second Timothy and Fourth, Second Timothy 4 and 3, 3 and 4. And there is a list of how people would behave in the last days. Hmm. So when you read... If you are a cell member or a cell leader, or if you are a pastor, you are probably you are dealing with a lot of that list stuff, that, that, the stuff that is in that list. So I wasn't expecting to be the first one to, to share, so bear with me, okay? But uh, Paul was the pastor of Timothy, and Paul wrote something for Timothy. In the second Timothy 4, verse 2, God said to Timothy, preach the word. Be read in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And will turn away from listening the truth and wander off into myths. Then Paul said the word for Timothy. And I believe it is for me and it's for you. Verse 5. As for you, Marcelo, as for you, pastors, as for you, leaders, always be sober-minded. Endure the suffering. Do the work of evangelist. Fulfill your minister. Amen? Amen. What God spoke to me and I want to share with you. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Doesn't matter the darkness. Be faithful with the calling of God over your life. Even if it's tough. Even if you feel alone. Even when you look to your life and you say, I have a lot of problems, be faithful. Don't let disappointment, don't let discouragement make you lost your sober mind. Be sober mind. He, he reigns. He's in control of everything. Mm. We don't know what's going to do. Many times we like Jehoshaphat. Lord, I don't know what to do. I do not have strength to, to face this situation. But my eyes is upon you, Lord. From you come my help. And be faithful to God. Endure the suffering. Jesus suffered for us. Yes. We are disciples of Jesus. Because I tell you one thing very specific. After the suffering, come in the glory. Yes. Be faithful in the times of suffering. Yes. Because the glory of God yes. is coming and will shine over our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless amen. you all. Good word. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Take it, receive it. Jeremy. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. I believe that the Lord wants to really strengthen every one of us today. And in Hebrews 12, he says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Say to your neighbor, you're in a race. You're in a race. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Do you know that you and I are, ra are racing in a life, God's life, the life that, you know, there is a, and, and you know, when we're, we can get weary and tired 
And I believe there are tired people here today, not just physically tired. Some of you have been working hard all day, but, but God is wanting to strengthen and encourage every one of us. Hallelujah. And, and Paul says here, they, they think it's Paul, it, it, commentators differ in different views here, but he says, let us lay aside every weight, every weight. And some of us here today have got weights, you've got burdens, you've got cares, you've got worries. And God wants to, you to today take that out, take off the, the weight. Say to your neighbor, take off that heavy weight. Take off that heavy weight. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, he says, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. You know, the Greek word for that is, is it, it means competitive, that competes. Sin competes against your race with Christ, running that race. And, and he says, look, just take it off, take it off. Take off that sin, take off that bitterness, take off that anger, take off that immorality, take it all off and run that race with perseverance. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Say to your other neighbor, look unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, other neighbor, I'm looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. And I believe the Lord wants to just refresh us tonight. Yes, Lord. This conference is a time for you to be refreshed, to be strengthened. Yes. And you know, I, I really felt there are some people here that maybe today you've come here and it's the last minute salute. You're saying, God, unless you do something, I'm forgetting this. I'm just leaving the church. I'm leaving and never, and never coming back. And, and that word is for you today, that God loves you. He's with you, and you are gonna, he's going to strengthen you and encourage you, and you're going to run that race. Hallelujah. Do you know the Greek word for race here is ag agnon, and it means where we get the English agonized. It means conflict. It's hard. How many of you know it's not easy following Jesus? Yeah? But as we follow him, he will give us the strength and the anointing. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask this now very quickly. We're just going to pray. Lord, I just pray that you refresh each one tonight. Lord, we're hungry for you. We're tired. We're weary. Some of us, Lord, are almost about to give up. But I pray you just refresh each one in the name of Jesus. Encourage us. Strengthen us, Lord. Help us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Amen and amen. So God will cause us as we wait upon him to rise up with wings as eagles. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. Amen and amen. Thank you, Chris. Something I'd like to briefly just share with you that I've been wrestling with my own heart and uh, trying to grapple with. And uh, I caught something of it this afternoon. I was reading through Psalm 119 where it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. It also says there in verse 2, Seek him with all your heart. If I was to summarize in a sentence really what I was trying to grapple at, it would be from mental ascent, living a life from mental ascent to heart action, 
from mental assent to heart action. So many times, I don't know about you, but in my own life, I can often see things from afar. I am learning about God, and I'm studying about God and the great things of God, but I'm not participating in the story of God. I don't want to go from a place from observing to a place of interacting from the riverbanks of life right into the heart and the flows, the Niagara Falls of God's purposes for life. We go from mental ascent to heart action. It comes to a place where we release the life and power through us. Psalm 1-2 says, I meditate on the word day and night, that then I may be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water and bear fruit in its season. It's that fruit that we want to develop. But the key here is meditating upon that word. It's getting that word from the mind down into the heart where the life and power and the fruits can come from. I sometimes just sit back and I encourage me of some of the great of the of revivals and and so on, like the lights of John Wesley or the lights of Whitfield or Martin Lloyd-Jones for one. He said these words that I love to read over and over again, and I love to visualize and picture where he is and what he is seeing. I even asked Dr. R.T. Kendall, I said, is there a moment when you remember Dr. Lloyd-Jones seeing this experience or saying these words. He said it very much sounds like something he would say, and I'll relay it to you. He says, look at some of these men here. You know how they once were. See the change. What has done it? The power of God and nothing else. Ask them how it happened. They cannot tell you. They felt a power dealing with them and shaking them and changing them. You feel you're a desperate case? So aren't we all. But with God, all things are possible. He can change you and he can recreate you. A picture here of Martin Lloyd-Jones just stood back and seeing the power of God move upon the people. That's what we want to see, isn't it? Just just be a part of God's great master plan, to be a part of his story, not to sit on the riverbanks of life and church, but to fully integrate us into the full flow of the river and just watch God move as he only knows how to move. Amen. 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 Go ahead, give Jesus a big praise. Now, Dr. Taiwo, I believe, has a prophetic insight into how this revival is ignited and spread. So share away. Thank you, Pastor Colin. Um, yes, uh, what I'm going to share very briefly with you is more of a uh, prophetic uh, uh, picture that uh, I saw. But I'll preface it with uh, this verse, 1 Peter 2, verse 9, that, um, which says, You, we, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may claim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Just think of that and just give him praise. Amen? Give him Amen. praise. Amen. Amen. You are the light of the world, a city that cannot, uh, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, and, and so, the, the prophetic picture um, that I, I have to share with you really came on the night 
Pastor Colin uh, uh, struck the match here. And um, as he lit that fire, I, I, I saw um, uh, people uh, catching that fire and spreading that fire. Um, and, and the picture was like uh, a whole, it started first with a, a, a sea of darkness all around the place. And then lights begin to come on in every part of those areas. And as one came on, another one lit next to it. Another one lit next to it. And um, uh, I, I saw the, the picture as it was uh, in, an Olymp in the Olympics uh, when the torch uh, is being passed from one city to another city. Do you know that that fire never goes out? Yes. Uh, the fire that uh, uh, we are carrying will never go out. Amen. So, so, so that just gave me the, 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 the phrase, uh, you know, for us uh, really uh, as the people of God to, to catch that fire. That light, that light has been struck. That fire is burning in our hearts. Let us catch the fire and let us spread the fire. Amen. Fantastic. Well, that's exactly how it's going to work. Catch that fire, catch that fire. We'll come back to some of these things later. Now, we started with suffering and we're ending with praise. Amen. Praise God. I would like to read to you from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. God is the God of generations. Amen. I'm um, praying this afternoon about this meeting. This I was just meditating on this and I noticed two things again. At the beginning of the chapter, Paul says, for this reason, I, Paul. Then when you go to verse 14, he says again, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul, in verse 1, wanted to tell us the reason, he said, for this reason. And then he goes on to tell us who we are in Christ, how we go where we are. We've been granted, according to God's riches, strengthened with might, and so on and so forth. And then he gets to verse 14, and he says, I bow my knees. And he wants us to know two things that I got for myself this afternoon. That God is the one who is able, with the fire that's been struck, with the glory that is going to arise, with the shining that we are going to go forth with, it still has to be God who is doing it in us and through us. Can I hear you say amen? amen. And then he goes on to say in, in that chapter that the reason why God wants to do this is also that we as children of God may make known to the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. Yeah. The manifold. God wants to demonstrate. This, this revival is still to demonstrate God's manifold wisdom to the principalities and powers. Amen. I want to stop by just saying this, um, that a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago, in, in, we started praying um, that some things that are being done in society will stop, that it will not go further. I was exercising my spirit especially because of our education system in this country. 
I have four children, they are still in the education system, and the things that they want to be teaching them now is very, very bad. And so I was praying one afternoon, and God said to me, well, yeah, what you need to do is to, is to find that scripture, that word of God that, that, that fights the battle for children. And the word that came to me was, Jesus Christ said, these little ones, anyone who wants to hurt them, it's about, you know, it's almost, Jesus said, it will be better for them to have millstones stand around their necks and thrown into, into the sea. And of course, we know what happened with the education ministry this, you know, just two days ago. When, when we stand, when we stand in this revival, like Pastor Colin said, whatever we want to call it, and we stand upon righteousness, and we stand upon the word of God to arise and shine, or to arise, shine, because of the glory of God. That's what it's all about. Revelation to the principalities and powers is about the glory of God. It's about everything about our lives is to give glory to God. When the seals are broken, it's about worshiping the Lamb and the glory of God. The revival that is coming is about the glory of God. And when we stand together and we say we are going to carry that torch out there, we must understand it's about the glory of God. And when we stand for that glory of God, and we will know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all we can ever ask or think by that power of the Holy Spirit that is at work in us. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very, very much. Will you all stand please right now? We're going to pray into some of those things, and then Christian is going to come and bring us a word which will take us into our time of ministry. One of the most popular uh, worship songs that was written in recent decades by Noel Richards was a song that started out, Great is the darkness that shall cover the earth. Now, does that sound like a worship song to you? Let's all join together, Great is the darkness shall cover the earth. But that song goes on to say, shine, Jesus, shine. Amen? Shine, Jesus, shine. Yes, there is darkness all around. We do not have to fear the darkness. In fact, the darkness that's operating is an opportunity for us to shine, and more than that, to show them by our good works that we love Jesus. Because in the darkness, people stumble, people fall, people get into all kinds of difficulty, but God's people who carry the light of the Lord can come in and show them by our works that they shall see our good works and where our lights shine to them. Great opportunity there is for this. So let's pray. Everybody pray for the shining of Jesus into the darkness. Everybody pray. Just lift up your voice right now and ask the Lord Jesus to shine, to shine in the midst of the nations, to shine in the midst of the city, to shine in our hearts, to give us a fresh light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. For it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, and the God who calls the light to shine, and darkness cannot conceal it, darkness cannot cover it, darkness cannot overcome it, and darkness cannot understand the light. When the light shines, darkness goes. The light of the Lord of the glory of God shall shine in our hearts. We shall see Jesus afresh and the people shall see Jesus reflected on us for we shall not just be unto him 
looking up upon his glory, but we shall be reflectors and shiners of the glory of God. And the fire that has been ignited in our heart shall spread from person to person, district to district, city to city, and nation to nation. We are called to be people of light and to walk in the light as he is in the light. And there is no darkness whatsoever in him, for God is light. No shadow, no doubt, no turning, no changeability in him. He is constant shining in the full splendor of his majesty. He is at the height of his powers eternally. He doesn't wax, he doesn't wane. He doesn't rise, he doesn't fall. He doesn't come, he doesn't go. He is the great I am who lives and abides forever. And that God is our God. And we are his people. And we shine with Jesus who is the light of the world. We give you glory, Lord. Let the light shine, let darkness go. Let glory come and shame go. Let faith come and doubt go. Let your Holy Spirit be manifested and every spirit that is not of God, that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is bound, broken, destroyed, and overthrown in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. One more big shout of glory before you take your seats. Amen and amen. Thank you. Please be seated. I noticed, Christian, many years ago, you wouldn't have stumbled at such a short step. But there we are. Maybe God will refresh you tonight. You're doing well. Okay, welcome, Christian. He's going to share with us briefly. Hey, Amen. Thank you, Colin. I don't know about you, but um, it's my second night here at the revival, and I've already had my second lie down here at the front. Amen. And uh, I remember back in the 90s when we came to KT, a lot of the staff would just lie down during the revival and just get refreshed. And so whether you're just lying down and taking some sleep or lying down and getting some refreshing, feel free to use this carpet tonight and, and be refreshed. I just want us to pray as we come to the Word for a few moments. And what I want to share tonight, I hopefully will touch your heart. And I believe that this next move is going to be an authentic move, a move of God that comes from the heart. Amen. And uh, whether you put it in language like this, we're tired of the pretense and we're tired of just going through the motions, but we want something genuine and something real and whatever that means for you tonight. But, you know, I'm seeking, I'm seeking something genuine. Amen. Seeking something genuine. So just bow your head in prayer and join me tonight that God would change your heart and God would change your mind. And he would do a deep work in the name of Jesus. Father God, we present ourselves to you tonight, Lord God, as a, as a church, Father, as a, as a leadership, Lord. And we really want to be changed from the inside out, not just from the outside in. We thank you for the lovely worship. And we thank you for the lovely preaching. And we thank you for the externals, Father God. When we go home, we'll be entertained. But Lord, this next move is not going to be a move of entertainment. It's going to be a deep-rooted work, Lord, a root that starts deep within our heart, Lord, springing up and welling up to eternal life, Lord God, touching the hearts of a nation in Jesus' name. And Father God, we remember the places of pain, Lord, the terror attacks and the different things that happen in our city. And that's our prayer that through the places of pain, Lord, you'd start to bring your glory, Father. You'd start to bring revival, unprecedented move of God. We've read about in the revival times, an unprecedented outpouring, especially in areas of London that have experienced great agony and great pain. We believe you for a fresh outpouring 
outpouring of healing and restoration, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray, do a work in us, Lord God, and do a work through us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my scripture tonight is Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Before I share for a few moments, I want to tell you a story. In 1993, there was the Toronto Blessing. And uh, we, many of the churches in the northeast of England, as well as all of the UK, started opening up their services to the Holy Spirit. And what was really different for me was, it was like we never had services for the Holy Spirit. That's the only way I can put it. We never had services for the Holy Spirit. Yes, people were filled with the Holy Spirit, but we never had services where the Holy Spirit was invited to come and refresh us, come and renew us, and come and transform us. And what would happen is that they would dedicate the whole service, so the whole two hours would be there just worshiping, getting filled, coming forward, and receiving the Holy Spirit. And during those meetings, a lot of young people in the northeast of England really encountered God, and I I was one of them. 